Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a bi-monthly podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, loves. Happy November. Welcome to a new episode of Tarot for the Wild Soul. I'm so happy, grateful, delighted to be gathered with all of you here in this space as always. Today we get to do the exciting work of diving into a new anchor card, a new kind of set of lessons and invitations for our new month ahead. And so we're going to talk about that card. We're going to talk about the medicine it brings or is bringing to us. We're going to chat a little bit about the new moon in Scorpio. But before we do, I have a couple of quick, you know, I don't know important, but (laughs) a couple of quick, maybe important announcements to share at the top before we get to the good stuff. The first is that if you have not signed up to receive the November monthly medicine missive, which is a written channel download, very detailed about the month ahead. It includes a channeled collective reading or reading for the collective. It includes a spread. If you have not signed up to receive that yet and you'd like to, I personally, while I was writing that missive, felt very comforted by it, (laughs) which is sometimes a benefit of the work is that, uh, you know, it helps you as well. I really liked this missive a lot. So if you, uh, you know, if you'd like to receive it, you can do so by clicking the link on the show notes. I'll take you right there and then they'll just be an automatic send to your inbox. The second thing I mentioned is right at the end, I believe, of last week's episode, but just want to share and provide a gentle reminder that starting with this episode this week, we're shifting to an every other week episodic flow going forward until I stop for maternity leave somewhere in March. Yeah, it's a bummer. Obviously, I know everybody loves weekly episodes. I've been doing weekly episodes for years. I just um, can't anymore. (laughs) You know, like pregnancy is just really clarifying for me what I'm available for and what I'm not available for, even the things that I love. And so I still think every other week is going to be incredibly rich. We're still going to get to keep this beautiful anchoring episode into our card for the month ahead. And then in two weeks, I'll get to talk about the supportive anchor for that card. So rather than doing three supportive anchors, we'll have one, um, which I still think is pretty good, you know, for freely offered podcast that's definitely coming straight from my heart to yours. feels like it's a little bit more in line with the new flow that I'm moving into. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, where my body is at right now. So thank you for understanding in advance. Yeah. And I look forward to connecting with you on a different spiral of time. So yeah, in just a few days, we have our new moon in Scorpio, which is so powerful that we're moving into November on the wings of that. We know that new moons are a fresh start and really, I feel like kind of hold ace energy. So there really is this beautiful opportunity for co-collaboration with our wise selves, with the spirit, with our ancestors, with the world around us that essentially 
calls us to plant seeds of intention for the cycle ahead. It can also call us into a deeper space of listening for the wish, for the dream, for the vision that wants to be planted within us. There's so much inside of this month's monthly medicine flow that came forward in the email that is essentially, in so many words, like the universe has a greater vision for us than we do sometimes for ourselves. That sometimes we are pressured or incentivized or believe we have to sort of scale it down a little or reach for something that we don't really even want that much, but is like we think is like we should, or we ought to, or whatever it is, or it's the best we're going to do. And there's a lot inside of the month of November. The theme for the month of November is upgrade around us beginning to see like, where do we sort of lower that, you know? And I like to think about that a lot with new moons because the emphasis is always like, you plant the seed you want, which is absolutely incredible that we get to bring our preferences and our desires forward. There's also something to be said for playing with what it is to be receptive at this new moon and opening to a much greater vision of what's possible and just getting curious around that. Because of course, Scorpio is all about composting, turning things over, literally uprooting, transforming, transmuting. You know, it's about excavating. And the fact that we get to bring that kind of energy to a new moon is really quite exciting. It's also the last new moon that we go through before we click into eclipse season in several weeks, but we'll talk about that at our next episode. So yeah, just encouraging everybody to play with that idea. What might it be like to bring what you desire forward? What might it be like to open to maybe even a sweeter vision than you're holding for yourself? And planting a seed of intention that is sort of a, an encapsulation of both of those things. So our anchor card for the month of November is Five of Pentacles, which I imagine probably is not, you know, doesn't land as softly with some as it does with others. And I understand why. In everything from the interpretations to the lore around it to the visuals. Five of Pentacles has really been pretty much depicted in a pretty universal way, which is a card of trouble, of challenges, of financial problems, of even like ruin or destitution. Like the interpretations run all over the map. I do believe that this card can be a really important symbol, anchor, indicator for systemic inequities, especially related to gentrification, which I think was depicted so powerfully in Christy Rhodes' Next World Tarot. Obviously, this card can hold a lot of importance and a lot of power around that reality. We're not bypassing reality here at all. Is that all that Five of Pentacles is? No. Is that always what it indicates when it comes forward? Absolutely not. And it's not, a, again, a <laughs> saying that the other ways of interpreting it are wrong or less than or anything like that. In Soul Tarot, everything is about the widest lens view possible, always. How can we root into the most inclusive, accessible meaning that will always feel like there's a kernel of possibility or accessibility or truth 
inside of it. So soul tarot is also not limited to what I say about a card. So it's really powerful to remember that we're all our own arbiters of what these cards mean. But to sort of open to the medicine of it this month, I think we do have to acknowledge sort of, again, the lore of this card and what it represents and the weight, the energy it brings when it comes into a room, (laughs) you know, and our feelings about it, which are, again, quite valid. And in fact, our title for today's episode is Expanding Our View with Five of Pentacles. So again, this is not the card (laughs) that we might initially think of, or that I even might initially think of to carry that kind of message forward of expanding the view. And yet it does, it can. And it has shown up as the anchor for the month of November inside of a month that the theme of it is upgrade. So the idea that we have a five and a five that is thought to be this like really troublesome, unwelcome, undesirable card as an anchor for this theme might you know, like it did with me, perk our ears up and call us to pay attention a little bit, call us into getting maybe a little bit more curious about what this card is capable of, maybe beyond what we've ever considered, right? So let's start with the baseline, like with just the truth. No card, no tarot card ever forebodes any external happening. So if we're anchoring our interpretation of five of pentacles on financial difficulties or any kind of misery or problem, the train has left the track a little bit. Not because that can't be present with any card, but because anytime a tarot card's interpretation is linked to something external needing to happen or be present in order for it to exist, we've lost our way a little bit, right? Like tarot is not an accurate interpreter of future happening. It just isn't. We can be the most gifted reader in the world and the future, it's not fixed. You know, time and the future will still find a way to sort of flow on their path, right? We'll find their way to move in different directions than we ever thought were possible. So we don't want to get too comfortable expecting anything. Also, you know, there's something to be said for our nervous systems getting so immediately hijacked upon reading an interpretation like that, that it winds up totally freezing us as to what's possible with this card. So we're just kind of undoing and rewilding a little bit with this episode as we embark on our anchoring journey with this card for the month ahead. So five of pentacles, if we're really opening to it, attentive to it, tends to come up when we are in the midst of a situation that doesn't really have clarity to it. There isn't an answer. There's a tremendous amount of liminality. We tend to think of like liminal cards as like the moon and seven of cups, but it's absolutely five of pentacles. What tends to get really stressful about five of pentacles, admittedly, is that sometimes this sense of a liminality can feel very attached to the earthly. So like, when is that thing going to come in the mail? When am I going to know the answer? When am I, you know, and it doesn't even need to be attached to something super specific. I can tell you that as someone who's a 
expecting a baby. It has been incredibly humbling. I knew this, but didn't know it. There's just no way to ever predict how your birth is going to go. (laughs) And like, again, I knew that, but I didn't know it in my body until I was on the path for me personally, till I was really on the path. And it's really activating. My thinking mind wants to know, like, what are we doing? What if this problem happens? What if this unexpected, you know, physical issue occurs? What if this gets worse? What if that doesn't? What if something happens? That's five of pentacles is what if, what if, what if, what if that happens? What if that happens? And the, how we know we're in this card is when things aren't wrong, they're not bad necessarily. They're just not clear. It's not clear what the way forward is yet because the way forward has not actually built itself. But the thinking mind, because it wants to protect and nurture and take care of us and it wants us in what's familiar and safe, it's extremely you know, activated by that. And it wants to know like, what the fuck am I doing? And if you have been, I mean, this is definitely something that I've said, what the fuck am I doing (laughs) about many things that are completely unrelated to pregnancy, especially this year. We are in a Hierophant five year after all. So there has been a huge amount of work and attention paid or, you know, that has drawn us to pay attention to this question, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I going to do? What is the next thing? And we don't really know right now because there's so much in the collective changing. There's so many places that we are at choice and the choice keeps changing. And so there's so much, right, that we just don't know. So this card often comes up around situations like that when we, to put it very simply, don't have an answer and we're really longing for one, which is as human as it gets. And again, when we as people, as humans, encounter circumstances where the answers that we're seeking are not making themselves known, panic can start to arise, right? We can rush into things before we're ready to do so. We can grasp. It can make us very desperate when we don't really have to be. Um, We can get besieged by what-ifs to the point where we're completely arrested and we feel so frozen we can't even move forward. There can be a lot of worst-case scenario thinking. And our vision, our viewpoint, the binoculars, so to speak, can start to narrow and we can lose perspective. That's something that can happen with the Five of Pentacles. And when we're really deep in this energy, it's like, We can only see the potential for a bad outcome, you know, or for a problematic outcome. We lose a lot of touch with the possibility that something might even be a little better than what we're imagining, you know? So why is this helpful? Why is this helpful? Because the fives in general are not the sweetest spoonful of medicine, in the tarot, like that, that the tarot brings forward, they're often pretty sour, pretty bitter. They're challenging. You know, I don't believe there are any good or bad cards, but I'm certainly a realist and there are challenging energies in the tarot. And sometimes they are very challenging to us personally. And sometimes they're very collectively challenging, universally challenging. 
And I believe that it's true of the fives. The fives draw us typically into an experience of dissonance or contraction and pivot us into a kind of expansion from our work inside of the contraction. And so a lot of the time we're being asked in the five to not fix the contraction, not speed it up, not make it go away, not try to figure out, oh my God, how did I get here? It is an opportunity to radically tend the self inside of the contraction. So just pausing, just being there, not trying to fix, not trying to change, not trying to make it go away as much as we might want it to. So how might we do this with five of pentacles when we might stay in really close contact with a processor, with a safe friend, with a therapist to really name these fears and worries and welcome their rooted perspectives, welcome the perspectives of others who are maybe holding a much larger, wider lens view for us than what we can ourselves. Another thing that's really important is just recognizing like, oh, my my lens view is very narrowed right now. And just honoring that. We don't need to change it, but it can certainly remind us not to make any huge decisions inside of that container, especially if we know like, oh my gosh, there's, there's an arrowing here, right? We can work with our hands. We can sort of bring our body back into action, into the moment. We can anchor into a task or something that we're doing like in the here and now, anything that helps us to move back into presence, into what's happening here now versus what might happen out there, what did happen out there is what we want to reach for. And this card can help us to shift the way that we greet ourselves in times of stress and worry. It can help us to reparent ourselves along the way. It's also coming this November during a very, very powerful time. November is really kind of a just a huge death process of just about kind of anything and everything (laughs) that we've been working with personally and collectively for the last several years that we know in our gut is just not quite working anymore. And we don't have to do anything about this death process. We're just being asked not to rush it. We're just being asked not to bypass anything. We're being asked not to rush into something before we know that it's time, right? That's a huge part of the work we do in Five of Pentacles and in really in all the fives. And we're, we're doing this, we're sort of pausing with all the places that don't really feel like there's an answer. We understand where we're going. It can be very, very challenging, frustrating, activating, difficult to be like, I have to know. And yet there's no clarity, (laughs) you know, this, you know, again, it's challenging, but the medicine of November and of five of pentacles as an anchor for November is asking for us to sort of get clearer about what we want and what we don't want to get clear on what we are complete with, but can't let go of because we don't know another way forward. Or, you know, 
for many of us, especially this year, I know that I've talked to so many people who are having this experience that, you know, of, of real heartbreak around like, wow, this thing or this job or this thing used to invigorate me, used to excite me. Now it's just completely exhausting. It depletes me and I don't want to do it anymore. We don't need to quit that job. That's not we want to always be responsible and move in a way that's rooted and in alignment with our, you know, ability to caretake ourselves. And there's also an invitation in there. Can we open to something different, maybe even better? So a lot of the time, the five of pentacles can catch us in a cycle and a pattern of just trying to reach for the familiar thing for the thing that's worked before, we've done it before, it worked then, it should work now, and yet it's not. And yet it isn't. And there can be, again, a tremendous amount of dissonance around like, why did this work before and it doesn't work now, right? The point of the energy of this month is very simple. The way we've been trying to do things, figure out things or keep things going is no longer working and it's time for something different. And that something different has to be inclusive of things that prior to the last two years or so have not really been in the minds of many of us, which is what is it to prioritize our well-being and our care over our work? You know, and that doesn't mean that we don't work. It just means that maybe what we've been hustling for, like, chasing after, it's not going to love us back, right? So that's true for some of us, for some of us it isn't. But there's a, a tremendous amount of opportunity here to get clear, to sort of pause before we make a decision so that we can allow where we're going, we can allow the next step to be as crisp and clear and well thought out as possible. We may not ever know completely all the answers. We may not ever know what that upgrade is while we're in the midst of preparing for it. In fact, that usually is the case that we're open to something that we don't really kind of even know what, what it might be bringing, right? And how can we honor the thinking mind? How can we caretake that part of ourselves so that we can really be rooted in the both and, really be honoring like, yes, of course, there's a part of me that wants to just know what's going on, make a decision, get clarity, move forward, like with some kind of awareness that, you know, this is going to be okay. And that could be coming up for you around relationship, around work, around a completely different area of your life. We're asked to sort of honor this intention of protection from the thinking mind and simultaneously lay those old exhausting methods of attaining this sense of false safety on the fire to be burned. It's ready to go and we're ready to change. And, you know, there's a lot more in the month that supports that. The idea that we're going into eclipse season. Eclipse season is a rapid portal for change and transformation. It is an excavator, an eclipse portal, you know, they definitely reveal what's concealed. So if we can really stay with the process that we're in, it can help us to get a lot clearer on like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm moving toward. 
And by me wanting to go back into this old way, there's still a part of me that feels like I have to sacrifice my own well-being for this, or that without giving this, this thing over here that I love to do wouldn't be possible. And sometimes that's true, but it can be just a quarter or even a degrees difference in the story we tell ourselves and the actual feeling that it brings. And the difference can be huge. It can create so much more space. So five of pentacles is intense. You know, it's not easy (laughs) to be with and to navigate, but it can help us to root ourselves into something really powerful, which is a real chance to sense into like, what does my body want here? What does my mind want? My mind wants security. It wants to know what's going on. What does the body want? What is my body looking for? And how can I allow this month to be an opportunity to turn over, to let you know, clear and die some of those old ways that it's not even like they're not meant to come with us. We just can't even support them anymore. Like ways of overgiving, ways of hiding ourselves to the point where it's just painful, you know, because we're so consumed with fear about how we're not ready. We don't know enough. You know, there's so many different intersections of places where this can find us. And the point is what we have to come back to with every single one of these ways of looking at this, it's all in service of helping us to upgrade and not in some bullshit spiritual pseudo sense. Upgrade meaning our sense of ourselves, our sense of what we are capable of, what we're worthy of, our sense of play, our sense of pleasure, our sense of permissioning ourselves to take that time and space and pleasure of imagining a different way of doing the internal work so that we can make different external choices that can actually be rooted in something within ourselves. You know, very often we think like, oh, I'm going to make this bold leap externally and it's not rooted in anything, you know, so it's very hard to maintain it. This month is offering us a lot of different chances to get super clear on kind of what are we doing? What is the intention here? What am I trying to rush? What am I trying to get clear on and why? And what might it be like to hang in there until there's more clarity? Until I have really peeled back all the layers on why I would do this or what might be possible? What are my beliefs? How can I leave space for more possibility? Right, And that does dovetail quite nicely into the work we do over the month of November, moving from Scorpio season to Sagittarius season, this is essentially the story of moving from the death card to the temperance card. Death brings up all the things. It can be very brutal. It does kind of initiate us into a cycle of turnover and of composting that which has served its purpose in order to create fertilizer to nurture the new things that are coming in. So it's a huge time of clarity and of awareness around like, whoa, this is what I was looking for. This is what worked. Now there has to be a different way. And here we go. You know, I may not know what that new way is, but I know the old way doesn't work. And temperance really represents the expansion to death's contraction. And I mean, death is its own expansion, obviously, as well. But 
expansion can be uncomfortable too, you know, unfortunately. Anything that's really evolutionary will often bring up discomfort. So that's partially why. But yeah, temperance really calls us into a space of moving beyond what the ego wants. Like death is the release of sort of the effort on the part of the ego to keep us in what's known, what's familiar, but ultimately not very useful and helpful. And temperance sets a new rhythm and pace. It calls us into a kind of a partnership with our wise and our knowing, with spirit, and helps us to let go of some of that control, to open to a much more potentially supportive way of navigating these areas of our lives. So there's so much more to be said. And if you want to really sink into the bulk of it, I would recommend signing up to receive the written monthly medicine missive. But that's a really potent seed for what's possible with five of pentacles and looking to it as an anchor for expanding our view expanding our ability to see beyond sort of the real narrow focus of what we're seeing. It's calling us to try new things, to leap into something new and different, to pay attention to what the thinking mind is sort of grasping at and what that more subtle whisper is calling us to. And, you know, and then again, how can we hold the thinking mind and its tantruming and its terror and, you know, without shaming that part of us or conversely by putting it in the driver's seat, you know? So yeah, really potent medicine. I'm still wrapping my own head around it, to be honest. And so I'm going to shift to our listener question. So this is from Anonymous and Anonymous asks, I'm going through a time of profound change and tarot has been a dear friend to me through it. I found your approach to tarot to be so helpful around tending to cycles of expansion and contraction. One thing I'm noticing or wondering about is how the tarot can help us make conscious aligned decisions. I've been drawing a lot of sevens lately, especially seven of cups and seven of swords, and I've been trying my best to heed the medicine of these cards. And yet, I want to make some decisions about my life. <laughs> how can we work with the tarot when it seems to be saying not yet? And how can the tarot support us in holding feelings of frustration and urgency when things aren't coming together as quickly as we'd like? Great question. Very uh, appropriate to what we're talking about. So I don't know that the tarot can help us to make conscious aligned decisions unless that's how it's meant to be utilized. In other words, I don't know that we can make that happen. I know that other people would say that we can, and I totally respect that. In my experience, if there's no decision to be made, the tarot will never bypass that, especially not if we're working with soul-guided reading. It really actually is exactly what you spoke to. The tarot can support us quite beautifully in holding the both and, right? The feelings of frustration and urgency when things are coming together as quickly as we'd like, and it can help us to sink into deeper surrender here. So I hear you that you want to make some decisions on your life. I think I'm right there with you. I don't know if this is everyone, but it's most of the folks that I speak to <laughs> that it is a very liminal time out there right now. So 
that doesn't mean that we can't be creating. It doesn't mean that things can't be coming together beautifully in some cases. But in terms of the larger picture, very unclear, super unclear right now. So I'm holding that and I completely understand. I would recommend gently being with that part of yourself first and allowing the tarot to be an anchor for that part. So when you have those big feelings of like, hey, what am I doing? I want to make a decision about this, whatever. Just because we want to doesn't mean the decision is actually ready to be made, which is like, it's just one of the hardest things about being a person in this life. It's like, you know, holding that duality, which is, I think, pretty constant, even outside of these times. So how can you let the tarot be an anchor for that? We might go to the tarot first and foremost for that and say like, hey, how can I hold the part of me that wants a decision to be made here and then pull a card for that? Then we might say, rather than making a decision right now, what energy can I work with to be with what's present here? Then we might pull a card. So starting to get curious about like, well, if there's no decision to be made, rather than trying to get the tarot to go left when it naturally is sort of veering right, how can we shift it completely do a 180 and let the deck actually be a nurturance, a, a helper for us inside of the container that we're moving through right now? Like those big feelings. I often find for myself when I move through that process, a lot gets uncovered. And I have the opportunity to be with a lot of emotion that's typically locked or buried, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of like, spirit, you asshole, like, don't you understand? <laughs> you know, like just those feelings. Like, I have to make a decision. And yet, every time that I've honored that and just said, hey, I don't have a decision to offer right now, I've been so grateful because. It does help to weed out sometimes folks that we're not meant to be working with. Sometimes it helps to bring us closer to our collaborators because they're going, oh my God, I feel the, the exact same way. It's no problem. Sometimes it can help to, to shift what we're working on. So there's wisdom in it. But I think starting with how we nurture ourselves inside of the experience is probably the most important thing. And... Really, I think, again, the tarot can't necessarily help us to make those decisions. It can just help us to be with the deeper invitations until it's time to make a decision. And again, the tending process to those feelings of frustration and urgency when things aren't coming together as quickly as we'd like, we can absolutely go to the tarot for that. Like, you know, showing up to our deck and like, like word spewing, just naming, like I'm having all these feelings and all these worries and this person's going to be pissed at me and like all this stuff. If there was any card that I could pull to help me in this situation, what would it be? And then we might pull that. We might say, how can I tend or be with these feelings of frustration and urgency right now? We pull a card. So rather than trying to fix it, make it go away, we can pull cards that can help us to be with those feelings rather than trying to not that I'm saying that you're asking for this anonymous, but rather than trying to bypass them, go around them, exert our will in a way that we're just going to have to like 
come back around and like clean up later, you know, it can be again, super, super, super helpful for that. But I'm really holding you in this time of liminality and of not knowing. I do think again, it's not, I'm sure it's not everyone right now. We're all in different paths and all in different places in our lives. But I do think that for a great deal of the majority, there's a lot of questions about like, what the fuck are we doing here? And it's uh, very uncomfortable, you know, but it can call us into more attention. Just what we talked about today around like, what's our default? Like, what do we fall back to and things get really tight or tense or when we're afraid we won't have anything that comes in and we tell ourselves we have to make all these decisions. It can really help to polish that mirror, so to speak, by actually looking at it and saying, are there any decisions to be made about this that have anything to do with me or my ego? Again, I don't make the ego a problem. Like it's serving a really important purpose. Like, what is that? You know, how can I get curious about that? And is there actually any decision to be made? Or do I just want the relief of knowing that things are mapped out? totally respectable and understandable. And the more you sit with it, the more you may realize that that's actually the case, that there is a desire, a totally human desire for relief and for understanding that just might not be here right now. So the tarot can help us to straddle that bridge, you know, between those two big feelings. So thank you so much for asking your question. Ah, thank you for being here for this wild souls i love all of you and i'm wishing you a very very vibrant new moon and i look forward to connecting with you in two weeks until then please take exquisite care of yourselves <laughs>